0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Pastor Thomas and Minister Hester and Sister Mary Bright. We are here for another Rehoboth Ministries podcast. Excited to see you and hear you. I can't see you, but I can see you in my spirit. Amen. That you look real good. You look better than you did yesterday. (laughs) We thank God for you. And today, Sister Mary, what is your question?
1: Pastor Thomas, we live in such troubled times. We have so many people facing distresses every day that they don't know how to cope with and many of which we are sending our children to schools that are now unsafe, and you have children of your own. What do we need to tell our children and our grandchildren as we prepare them to face these uncertainties as they go to school every day? How do we put them at ease, and furthermore, how do we put ourselves at ease when we send them out of the door?
0: And that's an awesome question because the challenges that we face today are so different than when we were children. And it is, it is such an amazing difference that sometimes I get discouraged, not because of lack of belief in God. I know God is going to do what he does. But it seems as though the world is going to a state of disarray and that we can't reverse it, to be honest with you. But the key to all of this is in what you believe. And what we have to do, we have to teach our children to have faith in Jesus Christ that in the midst of anything that you go through he's going to be there and one of the things that we understand is if we read the first chapter of the book of Job Job went through a whole bunch and when God amen allowed the enemy Satan to attack Job he said matter of fact it was God's suggestion he said have you considered my servant Job he said there's none like him in the earth perfect and upright the devil responded I thought about him, but I couldn't get to him because there was a hedge about him. So what I do is I pray, not only pray for God's hedge to be around my children, but I actually physically place an anointing oil presence on my children that God would shield them and he would protect them. And I, I think it's in the book of St. Mark, verses 6th uh, chapter, where the disciples anoint them with oil. And when he anoint them with oil, that's a symbol of the presence of God. 6 and 13, Mark 6 and 13 says, and they cast out many devils and anointed with oil. Even though it's a symbol of the presence of God, it is still a part of the New Testament. So I anoint my kids with oil. I pray for them. I remind them who they are. I give them scriptures of the book of uh, Isaiah, the 54th chapter says, no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue against you that uh, that rises against you in the judgment, he will condemn. In reminding that to them, I also sow into them the word. Mm -hmm. The most powerful thing that there is in existence today is the word of God. So when they get in trouble, if they just repeat the words of God, He said, no weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. He said, Mark 9 and 23, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. No matter what it is, I've had my children come back and say, I studied for that test and I did good. (laughs) And I prayed and I prayed. I said, well, as long as you pray, the spiritual application of prayer will be manifest in the earthly realm. Mm -hmm. That's the only way that God can be manifest in your life is that when the spiritual realm, the realm of the spirits, we, we can't see when we pray, it allows us access to the presence of God to pull out of him whatever we need. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important to pray. That's why Jesus said in um, the fourth chapter of the book of Hebrews. He said, talking about prayer, he said, matter of fact, it says you can go to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find help in the time of need. So you have in this in these scriptures grace, mercy, and help. All of them are there, but you find grace, you obtain mercy. Every day you wake up, there's going to be new mercy, according to Lamentation, the third chapter, verses 20 through 24. There's going to be mercy there. What's lacking in the church is that or in the the world is no one wants to sow into their children. Mm-hmm. Me and my wife was watching um I don't know the name of the show, but it was where two 12-year-old girls actually murdered or tried to murder their friend. And they said they did it because of some fictional character that they thought was going to affect them. And I said to my wife, as the girl was being interrogated by the police, she said, I don't have any sense of remorse Mm -hmm. at 12. And I looked at my wife, I said, the reason she has no sense of remorse is because she has no knowledge of God.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: God wouldn't say to do something to your friend because of this fictional character that you're thinking about and it's using you, the devil is using you to afflict someone. What's missing from our youth is what they took out. They took prayer out of the schools. Mm -hmm. And this is the dichotomy of it. They took prayer out, and they brought guns in. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes.
0: Now we, we're to a point that you have to have an armed guard. You, I don't know if you noticed all of the, really, the programs now at schools are different. You can't just go to school anymore. Doors are locked. I mean, it's, it is like a Fort Knox now. Rightfully so, because the enemy has changed, but it goes back to taking prayer out of schools taking God, anytime you have a place that's godless, you're in a very bad place to be. And that's the thing that I worry about.
1: And and so, with that being said for our children, now what about us parents? Mm-hmm. We're left at home anxious and worried all day. What do you say to the parent of the first grader that's going to first grade for the very first time and having to leave that child for seven or eight hours? How do they comfort their hearts?
0: And, and that's a great question. Now, one of the things I use in my personal personal thing is First Thessalonians, the fourth chapter. This is a slanted application, but this is what I use for comfort. First Thessalonians the fourth chapter. Verse 18. First Thessalonians fourth chapter verse eighteen. It says, "What? Wherefore, comfort one another with these words." Now, the Apostle Paul was talking in a different application, but it's the same thing. That regardless of being uneasy, unsteady, your comfort is only in the Word of God, and knowing that if it's in this book, that God had ordered and ordained for us that we can stand on what God says as believers, that he ordered us, he ordained us to speak life, to speak positive, to believe the words that are made manifest in our life. And when we do so, this word will comfort you. This word will soothe you. This word will carry you. This word will strengthen you. Let me show you this scripture that I always use. A lot of times it's in uh, Isaiah, the 41st chapter of Isaiah. And I'm going to show you what God says to me. And these are things that, that I use, in, because no matter who you are, you get down. Isaiah 41st chapter, verse 10. He says, Fear thou not. This is what God says, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. And then he says, I will strengthen thee, yea. God says, I will help thee. And then he says, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Mm -hmm. So he's saying, number one, you don't have to be afraid. Why don't I have to be afraid? Because God is with you. Mm -hmm. The safest place there is to be is in the presence of God. Mm -hmm. Uh, Proverbs 18, chapter, I think, verse 10, 12, 10 through 15 says, his name is a strong tower. And the righteous run into his name and is safe. So when God says to us, you don't have to be afraid because I'm with you. That's what David said when I go through the storm. When I go through, amen. He said, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. He's with you at your weakest moments. He's with you at your strongest. If you think you're strong, you're still weak in God's eyes. But he said at your weakest moment is the time that he's the strongest. 2 Corinthians 12 and 9 says, My grace is sufficient for you that when you are weak, then he is strong. So it's, it's a great thing to know that my strength lies really in my weakness. Mm. The weaker I am, the stronger he is. Because, you know, we should sing a song as a little, a little boy in church. Without God, I can do nothing. Without him, I will fail. Without him, my life would be nothing, just like a ship. What does it say? Without, Without a sail. What do you think, minister?
2: I think um, the one thing that I love that God has um, done in, with my family, with my sons and stuff, even to this day, is we're getting ready to go on a fast. Our, you know, our my sons and my daughter in law, the grandchildren. We're getting ready to go on a fast, and we pray, and then we're gonna give scriptures, and we're gonna say, "What is that that we know that we need prayer for?" Mm -hmm. And I think for families, that's the awesome thing is to. I always say it goes back to the basics. The basics is in the in the foundation of your home. Mm-hmm. What are you doing with your children and what are you emulating? How are you living before them? How they're seeing you, you know, when you go through trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. And so they was like, well, I remember my mom. And I was just talking about that with my daughter-in-law exactly, you know, because of my three grandchildren. I said, I'm not telling you to be like me, but let me show you and let me tell you from my experiences, when my ex-husband and my sons were asleep at two o'clock in the morning and I'm up, because God said, get up, pray. Mm -hmm. Get up, let me reveal things to you. And I say that's the time be honest with you, I say the doors were shut because I know I didn't want to wake them because it's do things decent and order. I say, but just the prayer alone and spending that time with God and getting your household ready. exactly. And that's what we as parents got to do. Even when like, like Job, when they're grown, mm-hmm. you still pray. Mm-hmm. You still ask God to cover them. You still ask God to keep them. You say, God, even if they sin against you, forgive them. Amen. So, and I think we are missing that in the homes these days mm-hmm. where Oh, they're gone. No, you still pray.
0: There's no example in the homes, and that's the challenge. The world, uh, as the, the, the Apostle Paul said to Timothy that we're living in perilous times. Mm-hmm. These are times that we've never seen in our lifetime. The last three years, last two and a half years, was something that I had never experienced before. But the key to it is that's when God is testing you or trying you the most. That's what it means. In Deuteronomy 8 chapter verse 3, God said, I led them around in the wilderness to prove them to see would they worship me. Many of the things we go through, God's just saying, I'm going to see. He's going to sit back and see. You say you love me. You say you trust me. I want to see what you're going to do. Do you put it in your hands or do you put it in God's hands? And see, once we understand what God is doing and we are the example for our children, there's nothing that we can't accomplished through the life that we live. Prayer, fasting, and anointing with oil, seeking his face, reading the word of God. The word is life. The word is spirit. We can't do anything without this book right here. And I don't need any extra books. This is good
1: enough.
0: <laughs> I don't need the books the books of Enoch and all that. Uh-uh. 66. We believe in the 66. It's enough in the 66 that we'll never understand in a lifetime. And it is really, really, uh, it's a sad thing, the state of this world. This is the time where now we have access to more word than ever, but also this is the most wicked time that has ever been.
1: But well, you have shared such good nuggets to go back over. I pray that when the hearers hear this podcast, that they share it with people that they know and love, and that they listen to it over and over because the things that you've shared today has been a building block of faith of how we are going to help our children, how we're going to encourage ourselves once they leave us, and how we're going to help protect them with God's help. Mm
0: -hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. And what I want to encourage everybody to do is that remember the greatness of God The goodness of God. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So what he's saying in Isaiah, he's everything to you. What we have to learn to do is lean and depend on him and who he is in your life. You can do nothing without him. And you can do nothing. And when I say nothing, that's why the Apostle Paul says in Philippians 4 and 13, I can do all things through Christ. Your abilities are the conduit through which Jesus works. Close the conduit, you take Jesus out of the picture, you can do nothing. But you open it, the culvert or conduit, you can do anything. You can be, you can have, you can experience, you can walk. And that's what God is for everyone that believeth on his name, that believeth and works and loves and acts in his will, in his word, and in his way. Now, I want to encourage all of the listeners today, if there's any question that you may have that you want to ask me, email me, F-I-O-N-N-T 49, fiont49 at gmail.com any questions you may have email us and we will gladly answer it right now we thank you for listening and for being amen, a diligent listener to the word of God and how God has given it to us and we bless you we love you in the name of Jesus Christ somebody say Rehoboth God bless you good day God bless you bye bye